Jordan Show with your host, Derek Jordan, where we bring you interviews, video clips, and live in the studio playing with world fusion composers and musicians. Hi, this is Derek Jordan. Welcome to the World Fusion Show, where we bring you the leading innovators in world fusion music. Today, my guests are Royal Hardigan and Wes Brown. Royal is a lifelong teacher, drummer, piano player, has won two Fulbright scholarships, has traveled to Ghana, uh, Indonesia, Philippines, and more. And Wes is a bass player and uh, interested in many, many kinds of music. Welcome, Royal and Wes. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming Pleasure. on the show. It's really great to have you here today. Yeah. Um, so, Royal, I want to start with you because yeah. I want to ask, where'd you get that name? Okay. Uh, <laughs> my parents named it after my uncle, who was this really great tap dancer yeah. in vaudeville in New York. And um, we danced with Bill Robinson, Pegleg Bates, and they shortened his name to Ray Hart. And he taught in the Western Mass in Vermont. But uh, they named me after him. I unfortunately don't live up to it. But uh, I, I still try to tap dance along with piano and drum set and so forth. So what inspired you to get into music? How did you get in? Um, when I was three years old, I started tap dancing, taught by my mother and my uncle. And you know, I'd go out and do a little routine. And there was something about connecting with the audience, with people beyond the stage and the lights that were there. And it was sort of like, connecting with the world and I could see not just those people but like I thought of it like there's a whole world out there and I said that's really special and I want to do that in my mm. life if I can yeah. so then it went from there and I still feel the same way now mm, isn't so that nice yeah it's <laughs> great so Wes um what about you how did you first get inspired to do music I was inspired to do music by my mother my mother sang uh, she led church choirs. Um, I remember my, I have a sister who was a year and a half older than me, another one a year older than her, and the three of us at the age of eight, nine, and ten um, would be uh, helping the members of the choir to learn their parts um, because between us we had uh, alto, tenor, and soprano covered, and you know we'd do the bass an octave higher or whatever, but um, we all had musical ears and uh, my mother was a prime influence. Uh, later on, I uh, sang in the school chorus, mm -hmm. and the orchestra conductor was looking for a bass player, um, and the uh, choral conductor let him know that I had a, a good ear and was a quick study. So uh, I played a little bit. I also did sports and couldn't make the after-school uh, rehearsals, mm -hmm. so I was kicked off the orchestra team pretty quickly, ah. but got back into it in college. There was a, a bass standing around that no one was using, and I asked in the department if I could just bring it back to my dormitory room and started playing. Lots of groups need a bass player, and yeah. it's not one Always of those instruments. Always can work if you're a bass player. <laughs> you're it's not one work. of those instruments that um, people immediately think of as that's what they want to do, upright bass, that is. Sure. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you guys have been playing together 
quite a while now. How long have you been together working uh, as a team? I met Wes in the fall of 81 when I started my graduate work at Wesleyan. He had been there earlier, yeah. by the way, uh, playing on the football team in 1974 with none other than Bill Belichick, the current <laughs> coach of the New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I met him in 81. We started playing together in 82, and we formed the group, group Blood Drum Spirit. Well, at the time, it was Juba in 1983, but later the nucleus to become the Blood Drum Spirit Ensemble. And we're gonna go to watch this video oh, cool. of Blood Drum Spirit right now. Yeah. This is you guys in Ghana, right? Yes, in Ghana. Um, And you're playing various instruments and yes. um, there's a lot of people dancing and yes. playing other instruments as well. Do you want to say something about this? Yeah, this was, this was part of a month long uh, it was a tour we did, but it's not a tour in the sense of you go and set up in a big stadium. Or We went to each village mm -hmm. to honor the people that I had been studying with in each of these villages since 1991. Mm -hmm. And this was in 2015, so like uh, you know, a long time later. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, 23 years, 24 years. And um, we went to play with the drummers and dancers and people, speak with the elders, get their permission to perform. Mm. And then we got permission to record because we wanted to make some document. And the purpose of the video and the film that's come out of it is to honor African culture and its depth and spirituality and purity and power mm. and its connection to African-American cultures and their spirituality and depth as opposed to the stereotypes that are popular in the media of chains and breasts so they can commodify uh, peoples of color to exoticize the other so people will buy records and CDs and right. arrogant and racist. But we wanted to show the opposite, the true uh, nature and mm -hmm. beauty in their own words, not in our words because I'm not an African person or African-American person, but mm -hmm. to let them speak through their music yeah. to show the beauty of these cultures that we all ultimately share. Africa, African-American music, jazz, and global music and global peoples that, in effect, the title of the tune and the title of the film is that we are one. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Let's go to the video. Okay.
really nice, good. nice stuff. Um, Royal, your concept in music centers around rhythm um, rather than harmony and melody, mostly. Want to tell us about your idea? Yeah, actually, it used to, but when I went to Wesleyan, it really changed it. Mm. I heard Indian music and Javanese gamelan, mm. uh, Chinese music, Native American, and of course, West African drumming, as well as working with Ed Blackwell, mm. who is among, as Max Roach, one of the most melodic drummers. Mm. So I now uh, hear music as harmony, even harmony, among different instruments in, for example, a Javanese gamelan mm. or a Chinese Beijing opera ensemble or an African drum ensemble, and melody also. I hear melody in the drums and timbre. So in a certain way, rhythm has be, is, is just only one small part of what I hear in drums. So my approach is actually timbral, mm. melodic, harmonic, and rhythmic all together. And that's especially evident in West African drumming, where the tones of the drums reflect the tones of the language mm. um, as you'll hear in one of the clips uh, uh, that we want to play, is that I speak and drum different tones. African languages are tonal, so the drums actually are speaking a language and a melody through their tones. That's right. So that's how I approach it. Timbre, tone, melody, harmony, and rhythm all put together. The way an African musician and my teachers tell me they hear it. And you're also a piano player, so yes. you have a background in jazz harmony and... and yes, I play piano, and in, even in my tap dancing from my Uncle Ray and my mother Hazel Hardigan, uh, they always would sing the things we tap dance to, so I'd say, oh man, there's a, there's a tone to these rhythms. It's mm. not just, you know, taps on the mats. There's a tonality and a sound to it. So you... Um Want a Fulbright to go to the Philippines? Yes. And but you've also been very interested in Asian music and traveled yes. quite a bit mm-hmm. in, in the East. Um, what attracted you to Asian music? Um, I was in the Peace Corps in the Philippines, and unfortunately, when I was there, I wasn't in an area where they had the traditional music. But later studied it, and when I played with Fred Ho's Afro Asian Ensemble mm-hmm. for many years in New York, and West played as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he incorporated a lot of indigenous Asian music, Chinese music, Japanese, uh, and Filipino, among others. And so I learned Kulintang in New York, and then on subsequent trips back to the Philippines. And Kulintang is Filipino. Uh, Yeah, Kulintang is Filipino. Um, And in China, I have gone a number of times, and even a number of times with Blood Drum Spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, I studied the Chinese Beijing opera patterns and Mm -hmm. music and melodies. That Mm -hmm. My wife taught me a number of melodies, one of which is in some of our music and appreciation for instruments like the guzhong mm. that she plays, which is a 21-string zither instrument. Is that who's playing in this next video? Or? Yes, it is. Okay. Her name is Weihua Zhang, or in China it would be Zhang Weihua. Yeah. Wonderful artist. She's actually a classical pianist. Oh, she plays well, when I met her at Wesleyan, she started becoming interested in her own culture and learned the guzhong and later subsequently in China and San Francisco. Where well, she went. Let's, let's go to watch this okay, video because it's Sounds good. really quite beautiful. Okay, cool.
Yeah, that's great. I love that instrument. Beautiful. So, so nice, yeah. yeah. So Wes, um, aside from jazz, what other kinds of music in the world are you most drawn to? I really was drawn to African music. I think as a, uh, uh, I, th I think it's the community aspect of uh, African music that really draws me in. I like the idea that I connect with other people. And um, maybe it's from, you know, growing up as an African-American, you know, family and community is something that's, uh, that's important. Um, it might have to do with uh, my growing up. My dad was in the Navy. We were constantly moving about. Mm. Both my parents were only children. So I have no aunts, no uncles, no cousins. And so there was basically my sisters and my younger brother and my parents. My dad wasn't around a lot. He was often going somewhere where the family couldn't go. Yeah. And so, so having community mm. was strong, uh, some, a strong draw for me. And there's something about the idea that if somebody raises a song, everyone will respond. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. that part of African music really, really, really brought me in. And, um, but I'm uh, interested in all kinds of music. So I'll listen to anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll play anything. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm happy with it. It's something, it, it was just always a part of me from a very young age. Uh, my first instrument was actually piano. Yeah. That happened because my sister uh, took piano lessons. Right. Um, uh, after my parents split up, um, my mom was raising four children on her own, and we didn't have a lot of money, so we couldn't afford piano lessons for me. But um, piano lessons for my sister was enough, because mm. by the time she was done practicing, I could play it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, cool. <laughs> so I wanted to get into this okay. for a minute, this topic of cultural appropriation. Sure. Because it's kind of a hot topic right now. Okay. I know as an educator, You've probably done a bit of thinking about it. Yeah. So I wanted you to share your ideas. Yeah, well, it came first as a player. Uh, in the Philippines, I saw the conditions of the world and the results of uh, what's called first world colonial genocide. And it continues today in neo-colonial forms. It's not much different. And as one aspect of that physical and political and cultural, there's an intellectual and, I guess, cultural uh, genocide in a sense that's stealing that's gone on for however many centuries people have been exploited by uh, outsiders, and sometimes with the collusion of insiders, mm. people in the culture. Um, my feeling is that as a result of long study with master artists in Asia, the Middle East, uh, the indigenous Americas, and Africa, and actually some artists in the European tradition, I've come to understand and feel that to, do, to touch anything else in another culture is very special and in many cultures, it's sacred. Mm. And w I have no right to even do that without permission of mm. the people. And if I'm going to use that in any way, in an arrangement, composition, recording, I have a responsibility. It's a moral responsibility to ask their permission mm. and actually, when possible, to include them in any event. And in either case, to, re to give them compensation. It isn't about really money, because you can't quantify it, but to show some appreciation which is usually my earnestness and my return to them and continuing to work on the music and perform with them, but also to thank them in giving them something that will allow them and their families to eat because mm -hmm. many of them are very poor. They don't know what it is sometimes to have a full stomach. Yeah. And I feel the only way I can do it 
is with that permission. Anything less than that, commercial purposes, is unacceptable. And I think that that only contributes to the uh, mistaken appropriation, in fact, stealing of people's music and culture. And really, what for many of them is not just sound, it's spirit. It's mm. the voice of an ancestor. Mm. And uh, I think that's very important. And I think it has to have the integrity of where it came from. It can't be just uh, because it might sound good or look good as a drum or something, just, you know, do something. No, it's got to have a rigorous process that it has to go through before it can be mm-hmm. acceptable to me to have that integrity in both cultures if it's something cross-cultural. Yeah. So Wes, going to add anything to that discussion? What do you think? In some ways, it's writing a wrong, a long time wrong. Um, we don't, as people have done in the past, um, go to another country, a study for um, a lesson or two, a week or two, a month or two, even a year or two, and then come back and promote that and uh, commercialize that. Um, that's not what we are interested in doing. Um, I go as a student, I go to learn, I go to appreciate, and I go to experience. And and it's the experiences that I like. And then when I come back, I just kind of do my thing, enriched by that experience. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'd love to go to the next video. Sure. Um, this one is of you playing with a, a kulintang yes. uh, in a Filipino, in the Philippines, yes. and in a setting with, I think, a traditional group. Yes, a very traditional, led by the woman that playing the dabakan drum, Agamayo Botokan, mm. and the gentleman on the hanging gongs, Mr. Kanapia Kalanduyan. Mm. It was recorded in the Philippines at the University of the Philippines, and it's a traditional style that has some improvisation in it called yeah. binalig. And this, the, the music is known as palabuni bunyan, or nicknamed kulintang, which is the name of the leading melodic instrument. All right, let's go to it. Great. Let's watch this. It's been really great. Royal Hardigan and Wes Brown. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your music okay. and your philosophy.
Thank you. Uh, with us. It's been really great. We're going to go right now, as we usually do, and do some live playing oh, wonderful. at the end of the show. It's going to be cool. Really yeah. looking forward to, yeah. to doing that with you guys. Um, we're also going to be joined by Matan Rubenstein yes. on keyboard. Wonderful. Waiting in the wings. Good. So um, this is your host, Derek Jordan, saying thank you for joining us today on the World Fusion Show. It's been really great to have you be part of the music again. Remember, Think globally, listen locally, and support independent music. Now for some live in the studio playing with Royal Hardigan on Dono and drum set, Wes Brown on percussion and bass, and Matan Rubenstein on percussion and keys, along with Derek Jordan on percussion and electric violin. Demere fa due, demere fa due, 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 ni, amiane hunu, a brempong, yamawa kwaba, a duuroko fima homoroso, a duuroko fima homoroso, a duuroko fima homoroso, kumubre bre. Mubre bre, mubre bre. Yesu amami hanu, Yesu amami hanu, Yesu amami hanu.
the show by going to YouTube and searching for The World Fusion Show. To support The World Fusion Show and to make more shows possible, please go to DerekJordan.com and click on the support page.